Welcome back to Everyday Ignorance, the perfect mix of history and humor for your listening pleasure. I'm Alexander. I'm Peter. And today we're talking about Mother's Day. We all have them. We all should have a mother, as far as I know. Uh, Peter, you have one. You had one. Uh, I still have one. And yep. uh, some would say that I was raised by wolves, but I was raised by a human. So Mother's Day, uh, for this episode, we just decided to do it really quick. Uh, we've just been kind of busy, been moving into my new apartment, and Peter's been helping me. But Mother's Day is an annual holiday celebrated in the United States. It's the second Sunday in May. It recognizes mothers, motherhood, and maternal bonds, and it was established by Anna Jarvis. And the first official Mother's Day is celebrated through the service of worship at St. Andrew's Methodist Church in Grafton, West Virginia, on May 10th, 1908. Wow. So yeah, they didn't actually get Mother's Day um, going until that time, but it, it's just this is just a scanning of Wikipedia. I haven't really done any research or anything on it, but... Um, sure. A common early activity was the meeting of groups of mothers whose sons had fought or died on opposite sides of the American Civil War. Oh. That's goodness. crazy. So, yeah, that's that's nuts. But, uh, Peter, do you want to talk about something about your mother? I mean, it can be as just a thought or a memory. Sure. Um, my, um, at my mom, okay, so my mom was born in 1936 and she died in uh, 2020. So she was what, um, well, I'm not going to, I suck at mental math, so I'm not going to do the math. But she was in her early 80s when she passed away. And uh, she didn't quite make it to whatever her next birthday would have been. I think it would have been her 84th birthday. But anyway, um, she was 83 then. So, yeah. Anyway, um, uh, my mom kind of held our family together. Hmm. Like... uh, she tried to keep the peace with my dad who was hot tempered and had untreated mental health issues that caused him to be angry at Mm. least he was able to work a full-time job eventually but he had mental health issues preventing him from working for a while i guess from what my mom and sister have said and uh anyway my mom kind of like had to take care of everything at home and like the bills not everything like my dad would mow the lawn and like change the storm windows in the winter or fall Mm. and spring or like vacuum sometimes or stuff like that but he I usually just picture him reading the paper um (laughs) after work and stuff but and then coming home for lunch and then my mom would come home from her kindergarten class when when there was still a.m. and p.m. kindergarten in Minnesota anyway she was a kindergarten she was a teacher for like over 30 or 40 years of her life um and uh something like that um and she would always tell this story about how she was born in the backseat of a car um and how they had a a buffalo robe she called it or a buffalo blanket it was like a buffalo skin blanket um that they wrapped her in after she was born because they couldn't get to the hospital in time and uh it was like in march of 1936 and she was born in rural southwest minnesota Hmm. so um they couldn't get to the hospital in time 
and then she just like got born in the back seat of the car on the way wow yeah um <clears throat> what do you think are some good things that your mother may have imparted on your life mm. well um some good things were just like letting me learn lessons the hard way mm-hmm. even though she wasn't con- my parents weren't very consistent in disciplining me like in tangible ways they let me like suffer consequences of decisions like getting drunk or like smoking yeah. or stuff like that yeah. um when i was underage and um anyway um and then my mom when she was in hospice she told me to quote keep working okay <laughs> um uh that was those were her parting words some of her parting words to me so you said that your mom was uh told you to keep working yeah just because i'd with uh having depression and anxiety sometimes i'd struggled with um missing work and it wasn't like to the degree that i ever gotten fired from a job but it still was has been a struggle in the past but thankfully not since since i went work from home due to covid Hmm. it's been a lot more consistent and easy to make it to work quote unquote um because you obviously don't have to commute and like struggle to be on time and you can kind of roll out of bed on those rough days and get up later or whatever but um anyway uh my mom imparted to me probably the main thing was just being courteous to other people like Hmm. the importance of sending thank you cards for example when i was arguing with her about sending thank you cards for my graduation gifts Mm. um and uh trying to think of another example that's okay i mean that's fine yeah that's just one example of many probably that she that she taught me what about your mom um yeah what are your what are your overall impressions of her and your relationship with her and how it's changed maybe yeah um well i was raised by a small band of coyotes in texas so i did eat one of my litter mates no i'm kidding that didn't happen so (laughs) my mother uh i was born in 1990 she is still alive uh thank goodness so she was born i think in 53 i want to say and so she's a couple years older than my father, but my mom lived an interesting life, and she still is living. But she went ahead and she grew up in a very Catholic household in Brownsville, Texas. She had the she was the oldest of all her brothers and sisters. I think she had what three brothers and three sisters. I think, mm-hmm. and she went ahead and uh, joined the Navy. So she joined the U.S. Navy. She went ahead and 
worked on a submarine tender ship. So there was a ship that was just designed to go ahead and cater to submarines and make sure they're resupplied. That's what she did. She told me some interesting things. I remember as a kid hearing about them that uh, submarines... It was also, that's where she met my dad, because my dad was on the submarines as well. So, mm. uh, But uh, she told me that the torpedoes... These they aren't they don't even use these torpedoes anymore, but they're called Mark Forty Eight torpedoes, and they're about sixteen feet long, uh, so about oh as long long as a car. Um, the torpedoes use this fuel. I don't even know if they use this anymore, but it's O T T O auto fuel. And she said that she remembers that they would be like sitting out because I guess they would be loaded up and stuff. I don't know if torpedoes go bad. I don't know, but. I'm sure eventually something will break on them, but when they're that when they're that expensive, you probably refit them. But uh, she said that um, that it was outside, and apparently that fuel was so toxic that if it dropped on the ground, uh, you had like 30 seconds to get out of the area, otherwise you'd die. Like you would be not pretty much unconscious. That's how powerful the fumes were off this stuff. Wow. I don't know why you'd make that kind of uh, that kind of toxicity in, in the fuel and then put that around people inside a closed-in ship, but hey, you know, I'm not responsible for that. So I, <laughs> I do remember, so I will say that my mother, the good thing about my mother is, one of the good things about her is that she's always been uh, very family-first. And mm. you hear that phrase a lot. Like, sometimes even companies will use that. Like, we're family first. We support your family. Or we're all big family. But when I mean family first, like, I mean traditional family first. <laughs> There's a car <laughs> alarm in the background. Um, it's beautiful. It is. Beautiful sounds it of is. Central Fargo. It's great. Midtown Fargo. Oh, I love this town. So, uh, but uh, family first. So my mother had um, my brother first. And she had my sister, and then I believe she had a miscarriage, and then another miscarriage, and then it wasn't until, I want to say 13 or 14 years after my brother was born, she had me. So I was pretty late in their lives. Mm. And she was told by the doctor that since she had diabetes, that they recommended that they, uh, that she have an abortion. And she was told to terminate the pregnancy. Probably a good idea if you terminate the pregnancy. Which is why, like, I'm not super big on the whole, like, get an abortion. You know, everybody these days, it's like if you say no to that, that you're an evil person. But it's kind of crazy. Anyway, though, I'm not going to turn this into a whole abortion debate. But, um, so my mom went ahead and even though she could have died she could have gotten hurt Mm. she went ahead and uh, had me Uh, that means a lot she taught me a lot I would say like I would say in life she taught me a lot about um, so did your mom uh, seem to have typical firstborn characteristics like such as being a leader being like responsible dutiful like uh sorry um like being kind of like disciplined stuff like that 
I would say she had some of those for sure. Okay. Um, I think that she had the being a leader in our home. Sure. My dad would like to say he was the leader, but I do think that my mom had to shore up my dad's bad decisions, and he made a lot of those. Mm-hmm. She also, like I said, she put her family first. My mom has the heart of a servant, so she definitely served, and she she was good at that. She was good at serving others. It taught me, I think, service. It really did. She She taught me. Basic things like that. Um, one thing I will say that she did teach me that maybe some folks don't think about or maybe I, I didn't think about as much at the time. Uh, she taught me basic math. So addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division, she taught me that. And at the time, I didn't really think about that too much because she was doing, mm-hmm. uh, what are those things called? The cards? Flashcards. Flashcards. Oh, man. I hated those stupid things <laughs> at first, but she would do that for hours. She would go ahead and, okay, three times three, um, nine times eight. And while some people now, you know, I'm, I'm 32, some people now I see can't get through any of that stuff. Like you ask them, okay, what's five times seven? And they're like, okay, wait, okay, what? And it's, it's like it takes them you know 30 seconds to calculate that me it's instant it's just instantaneous and i think it's because it was drilled in my brain so fast and so because of that i was also able to break down other things so much faster to where uh what's you know gas is three dollars 23 cents and then okay i'm gonna do that times 10 gallons and then i could figure out those things super quick um so that really helped me a lot uh the power of mathematics that's uh, that's one of the powers that she imparted unto me. So she uh, she <laughs> no, also cool. she also I think helped me with uh, cooking. Uh, she taught me oh. a little bit about cooking. Uh, also taught me about and I mean my dad taught me this too a little bit, but I'd say like a love of animals. Mm. Um, she also definitely put within my heart kind of this want to have a home, like a house, not just a, a home, but like an actual building, like a house, mm. uh, just stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that she definitely gave me uh, a heart for kindness and benevolence towards others. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad didn't really do that, so she did. And yeah. that's kind of, it was kind of cultured in me at a young age and grown. And so now I do tend to, I, I tend to help people if I can. I do really do. I try to, I sometimes overhelp or I probably help the wrong kind of people and should be focusing on others, but... Not you, uh, in case you're wondering. Well, you're, like, smiling, and I'm like, no, it's fine. I'm not talking about you. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about just, like, you know, you spend time trying to help other people. <laughs> okay. This no, is it's fine. It's yeah. fine. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I love my mother, and I would like to see her this year. She's out in Texas. Um, that's one place that she really is always lived in and well she hasn't always lived there but she she definitely has grown up there and she definitely but the cool thing is i will say she imparted her wisdom of the places she went the navy and i think that combined with my dad has pushed me to want to travel like she told me things that 
you know, you can't even go now and see. You can't go to Midway Island now unless you're a scientist. But they lived on Midway Island back in the oh, day because wow. the Navy had a base there. And it now it's a bird sanctuary. And you could oh. see the birds, actually, as they grew up. And you could actually watch them. And, and there's video of these. They call them Goonie birds, but I believe they're albatross birds or whatever. But there's video of them as they uh, try to make their first flight and some of the birds don't make it some of the birds actually they're sharks waiting for these young baby birds to land in the water because they messed up and that's a harsh reminder of how tough life really is but they get eaten uh so yeah um those things that i would never have seen or never been able to see uh, my mom showed me she also kind of imparted some of the memories of my grandmother mm. and uh what she saw because my grandmother never really spoke english around me she always speaks spanish and mm. uh i don't know how to speak spanish so she talked to me in spanish Whoa. no idea what she in fact i would tell her i don't know what you're saying grandma and she just continued speaking in spanish so uh i was told she did know how to speak english i don't know if that's true i think my mom said my grandmother had like a fifth grade education like she mm. she didn't have a good one so um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's really good. I, I love my mom. I think that we had a pretty rough time growing up for me personally, cause she had to teach me and, uh, I don't think she was good at that. I don't think she had the patience for that. Um, and that kind of shows me later on just kind of growing up that there are things that some people are good at and there are things that some people are not good at and don't try to shove people in roles like that's a leadership thing but don't try to shove people in roles where they really don't belong and they're really right. bad at because then they're just gonna get frustrated <laughs> and then they're gonna like hate their life and they're gonna hate whoever put them there and i think my mom kind of felt that way like she really didn't like being a teacher my dad wanted her to homeschool me she really didn't want to you know that was not something she enjoyed doing so but my mom's one of the few women that i've met that likes to build things she likes tools most women don't care for that. You know, she doesn't like jewelry, um, which is very unusual. So most women do like that, but that's fine. That's that's her personality. So yeah, yeah. Is there anything else you want to share about your mother? Um, I've kind of encapsulated it mostly. My brother-in-law at um, my mom's funeral or memorial service or whatever. Um, said that my mom was more like a force of nature than a person um, what does and that he, mean he meant that in a positive way like okay. like just that she for example she just kind of was always on the move she was always corresponding with friends and like sending people mail and packages like out of love and um sending me care packages hmm. and like uh sending me money when i like tried to get her to stop doing it even after i got married <laughs> and just like yeah she helped um she helped provide funds for one of her grandkids to uh not not one of my kids but one of my nephews to be able to make his car payment or something like that i don't yeah. know like just stuff like that where she was very generous and giving and um just kind of 
also the aspect of always being on the move doing something kind of to a fault sometimes because she was impatient like and she like for example I was writing this paper in college after I had been teaching English in Chile and realized that I had to write a more in-depth paper because I was just a freshman so I wasn't really like wasn't really prepared for what it involved until I read the instructions more carefully or something like that anyway so my mom for whatever reason was sitting with me because we didn't have a computer at the time sitting with me over at my sister's house and just like sitting with me prodding me to like get it done and she would sit there and read the paper or whatever I don't know why but like she just liked being at my sister's house for one thing but and I just remember that that memory because she was kind of pushing me to like hurry up and get it done and not like be so perfectionistic about it because I struggle with perfectionism and uh yeah I'll just I'll, I'll probably always remember that experience but I mean the paper turned out well but I mean I, I don't know what the gist of that story is except for that my mom kind of prodded me in a gentle loving way to like move move forward and that's kind of like that's kind of um, encapsulated in her parting words to me when she was in hospice which is like which were again keep make sure you keep working or something like that so, yeah yeah um yeah i mean that's honestly in all you know seriousness i mean that's probably really good advice because if you do stop working and i don't mean at the job you're in now but some people just stop working right and they're just they fall apart they just practically within a year to two years they're just done mentally and mm. physically so it's awful um but uh, see, that's why I had you help me move out. No, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> uh, Peter, I'm just trying to help you. But uh, no, I was just gonna say, my mom. I will say because you mentioned your mom helped out financially. My mom's helped me out financially. Uh, mm -hmm. She's helped out my sister financially. I don't know if she's ever helped my brother financially, but I have no doubt that if he needed help, that she would. Uh, she's mm -hmm. she's helped me even not too long ago financially, and I I tried to tell her I didn't want the money and I didn't need the money but she did it anyway and that's the thing like she's she's never been you know I will say this um so with my dad it, it a lot of times sometimes it'll kind of feel like it's like you're bothering him not now but it used to be where it almost kind of felt like it was it was a bother for him to talk to me or for him to see me both my mom it's never felt like that my mom's kept me alive in certain situations i mean i i think back and i know even with um not too long ago like i was working at a business or a company and i was exhausted and i was trying to drive throughout the night and uh, my mom stayed on the phone with me for like six hours just talking because otherwise <laughs> i could have crashed the car you know that's how tired i was and i was i think it was the middle of a blizzard so I didn't really have a lot of options. You know, I could have crashed and died. But my mom stayed all night or until like probably 3 in the morning on the phone with me. You wow. know, so this is somebody that's, um, 
that loves their children. You know, my mom loves her kids. She really does. Uh, and that's the thing. I mean, she she would do anything. If I asked my mom right now, Mom, you know, I'm going to lose my house. Can I live with you? She'd probably just say yes. You know, she probably would. Um, right. So uh, that helped. But I will also say that I was glad that she was never one of those helicopter parents to where she would have to know where I was at at all times. And they didn't, back in when I was a kid, you know, in the late 90s and early, early 2000s, they didn't have uh, the technology they have now where kids have wearable watches and you can see what they're doing and stuff and they've got GPS built in, but there's none of that crap. So, mm. you know, my mom, she knew what I was doing and she knew where I was supposed to be at. But she also trusted me, and that helped me. She also pushed me to go ahead and, and walk the dog, things like that. And, and my dad helped with that, too. Um, but it was, it was good that she watched me and watched out for me. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that really helped. So uh, I do think that it fostered a sense of independence and that sometimes parents... I mean, I'm not a parent, so I speak out of ignorance... <laughs> But here we go. That's what I do every every week. That's why it's called everyday ignorance. <laughs> but but parents need to go ahead and maybe you need to maybe like let your kid experience life and not be a helicopter parent. And sometimes it's gonna suck and mm-hmm. uh, sometimes they're gonna get hurt. But, you know, those <laughs> bring it back to the birds. Those birds on the island uh, would never have flown if they didn't take the first step and they didn't actually get out there because mm-hmm. you can't stay on the island forever. So that's kind of how it is with, with life. You know, that's when I came to Fargo. That was a shock, kind of. Not too shocking, but I told them I was going to do that. And But my mom was like, well, if that's what you think, you know, if that's what you're, you're thinking is the right way, then, that's, then go ahead and do that. And I'm glad I did that. My mom was never like, well, you can't do that. You can never leave Texas. Um, mm. that, that it was never it was never like that. And I'm glad. I'm glad she wasn't like that. Uh, mm. She's never been one of those moms that <laughs> that um, the car alarm's back. She's never been one of those moms that uh, she had to go ahead and call when I was married, call my wife up and yell at her. She wasn't one of those. She wasn't one of those moms that would call me and say, what is she doing now? You know, like some moms are like that and Mm. it's sad. It's really sad. It's like, you know, you need to let your kids be adults or you need to let your kids grow up and sometimes suffer the consequences, uh, sometimes suffer the blessing. She was never one of those moms that would call me or she's never one of those mom, never one of the moms now that, uh, calls and says, where are my grandkids? I want grandkids. I mean, some parents do that garbage. <laughs> uh, they really do. And they, well, where's my kids? I need kids. Come on, give me the grandkids. And it's like, no, <laughs> I can't do that. You know, she's never been one of those people. Um, so yeah, that, uh, she really helped me. I think she imparted that sense of independence within me. Uh, that really helped. And also kindness, um, and taught me a lot about God, taught me a lot about uh, the Bible, uh, things like that, that uh, really changed my life. So I think it was a lot of the things that she taught, but I think also a lot of the things that she taught by doing that caught my eye. And um, even though a lot of people say, well, it's what I tell my kids, and I think a lot of it has to be also 
what you do in front of your kids or what you're doing with your kids or to your kids. If you mm-hmm. let them get raised by wolves, they're going to act like wolves, you know? If you, if you go ahead and you actually raise your kids, um, then they're going to they're gonna turn out all right, I think. So, yeah. but yeah, so I, I love my mom and that... Uh, that's something that I'm glad I got to experience. Not everybody can say that. I know somebody right now that um, his mom kind of hates him, so and has mm. always and has always hated him, even as a small child. Wow. Yeah, it's a shame. It really is. That's so horrible. It is horrible. But uh, anyway, though, on that happy note, uh, is there anything else you'd like to say about your mother? My mom. Well. This isn't the happiest note, but she was kind of a helicopter parent okay. to a degree because she was, she would like, like, for example, when I was already in college and already a legal adult, she didn't want me to take this trip, this road trip out to Seattle with my friend. So she was calling up people from my church and like men from my church to try to get, persuade me to not go. Um, but ultimately, one of the men told me mm. um, that she got up, managed to get a hold of uh, from a distance via phone. Uh, told me, well, just make sure you're honoring your mom. You don't have to always obey her, mm-hmm. but um, make sure you're honoring her. And uh, so I did that, but I, I respectfully disobeyed um, her wishes and uh right up till the point that we left but uh for the trip and we were fine you know i'm still here i'm still in one piece pretty much and um (laughs) uh anyway that's just an example of her helicopter parenting but at the same time i did have experience a lot of what alexander described of my parents giving me the independence to go out and explore parts of the world like on my own like from my neighborhood to like studying abroad to like traveling well mostly just because of study abroad but anyway like my mom encouraged me to do that stuff and didn't didn't like act like a helicopter parent in the sense of making sure I was where I needed to be at all times or whatever she just it was a different time my sisters told me when my parents were raising kids initially back in the like 60s and 70s because it wasn't as unsafe for kids as it seems like it is now or like the people's mindset is that it is unsafe at least Mm -hmm. but they would just let me ride my bike all around town basically (laughs) and stuff so yeah well, that's kind of good. I mean, yeah. you've got that independence. Yeah. Uh, I, I hate that. You know, my mom never wanted to do that. My dad never was that way either. Like, it wasn't, I don't think it's that they didn't care about me. I think they cared about me. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly my mom, because my dad was at work. But I think that she also, <sighs> I guess, okay, I'm not a parent. And I don't want to turn this into like a two-hour podcast here. We're, we're right. about 30 minutes. Um, but I will say that I do think, um, kids are like concrete or my dad would say that, and that eventually they'll get to the point where you can no longer really mold them. And what you've done, 
mm. is set in stone. And now at this point, they may change as adults, which that's true. Um, but for their younger years, you've pushed them on a path. And so I think that that's good that my mom did that. You know, she she would take time out of her day to go ahead and be with me, but she also wasn't going to go ahead. And like I said, she wasn't, where are you? Where's my son? What's he doing? You know, it wasn't every single second, you know, like some mm-hmm. parents are, and they never let you out of the house. Uh, mm-hmm. She also went ahead and came with me because I asked her. I love to go to the park. She came with me, and, you know, we'd watch uh, the, there's like a little, I don't even know if it's there. I think it is. It's like, I don't know what it was, like a little river or something, but there was beavers in there in, in Fort oh, Worth, wow. Texas, in the city. I don't know how they wound up there. But, uh, you know, we'd see that. We'd hear that. We'd walk the dog. You know, she taught me about animals. Excuse mm. me. That way. And uh, she was the person that helped me when it came to learning how to ride my bike because I would ask her if she would come with me. <laughs> and so I, I taught mm. myself how to ride my bike. You know, I went ahead, and, and she'd have to watch me, but I'd go up a hill, and then I'd, I'd come back down the hill trying to pedal as fast as I could or try to get the bike to work. And... Uh, it took like two days, but I taught myself how to ride a bike, and she was there. You know, it was because of her, mm-hmm. partially, that I was able to do that. So, yeah, uh, she also taught me just, uh, like I said, a love of animals um, and mm-hmm. responsibility. And my mom, for some reason, the animals love my mom, but my mom says she doesn't love the animals sometimes because mm-hmm. the dog would follow her around the house. And it's weird. He would only want to be with her. I mean, he'd like my dad when he was there. But if my dad wasn't there, he didn't care for me at all. He cared for her only. And he would follow her around <laughs> to see what she's doing, to see what she's eating, to see what she's reading, see if she's watching TV. He wanted to be around her. Uh, basically, the dog was my other brother, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, in, in that, I think she taught me a, a love of animals. Uh, so did my dad. But, um, but yeah, so those are just some of the things that... Uh, my mom taught me. Is there anything else you wanted to say? No, okay. that's all I got. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, the, we wanted to go ahead and just do a really quick show on Mother's Day, and it was just something I've been thinking about. Like I said, it's been a long week for me personally, and Peter's helped me a lot moving moving out of the awful apartment. I'm moving into a better one, and... Um, we will have this episode out Thursday, and then I think next Thursday we'll continue along with uh, communion part two. So, still communing. Sweet. <laughs> so, anything you want to add, Peter? Uh, no. No. Okay. Um, oh, and also, if you're listening, uh, I would really, really, really be appreciated if you did share the podcast, if you did rate the podcast, uh, tell your friends about the podcast. Maybe... If you work at the airport and you can somehow sneak it aboard the intercom so the entire airport can hear that, that'd be great too. Uh, because we're really close to hitting a certain goal for our podcast for ad listeners. We're about 23 listens away, and we can actually do host-read ads, which I know that's what everyone's been waiting for is for us to hear ads on our podcast. Everyone's like, yes, finally we get to hear advertisements instead of just hearing you talk. Uh, Well, you know, because I said before uh, that this show is, you know, we don't do it for money uh, up until this point. (laughs) Because up until this point, now it's all about the money. That's the only reason I'm here is because I'm getting paid. Okay, like, don't don't even come at me unless you have money in your hand. Like, if some kid's like, oh, can I get an autograph? I'm like, where's my money, kid? You know, I'm going to push his little microphone out of the way. 
but yeah, we would like to definitely do that. I think it would be a nice milestone to hit. I mean, we've been doing this since November of last year, so that's about seven months. Mm-hmm. So, seven months to get monetized. That's pretty, pretty amazing because most podcasts never make money. Mm. So, uh, if you think about it, I mean, I'm not saying we're going to make money. We might make like 12 cents, but it's still amazing right. that we've made anything ever. So, right. uh, we're almost hitting uh, total listens of almost 500. I mean, we're only like, I think like 150 away from doing that or whatever. I forgot sure what the number is but we're pretty close like yeah we're very close so yeah if you could like us if you could share us share us on on your facebook wall to your friends um if you're getting arrested by the police maybe turn the <laughs> podcast on so they can hear it they're like oh you know what that's a pretty good podcast i'm gonna listen to that what's that everyday ignorance and then they're gonna start listening to it uh <laughs> if yeah just think about it if you're a pilot and you have like 300 people in the airplane, maybe that's a good time to put this podcast on the intercom. They can't leave. They have to hear the entire show. Um, so, yeah, it's just certain things. But, uh, you know, live your life. Live your life as if you're a mother, okay? Live your life as if you're sucking the suckling teats of our podcast <laughs> and gaining, gaining the sweet nutrition that we give you. So we'll see you next week.